you are God's forgiven and redeemed children, and so you have all of his grace, and you have all of his love and his mercy and his peace in Jesus Christ. We're going to look at the New Testament lesson for this morning. I'd like to just read again <clears throat> verse 5 of 2 Timothy chapter 1. I have been reminded of your sincere faith, which first lived in your grandmother Lois and in your mother Eunice, and I am persuaded now lives in you also. Let's pray. <clears throat> Heavenly Father, may these words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight. You who are our strength, our rock, our redeemer. Amen. Have you ever, have you ever made a difference in someone else's life? I, I think that for the most part, we like to at least think of that of ourselves, that there's somebody live out there today who would look at us and point at us and say, I would hate to think of what my life would be like without them. Or to put it in a positive way, rather that they think of you and they say, oh, how, how that person has been a blessing to me in my life. Who might say that about you? And why would they say that about you? How is it that you've made a difference in their life? How is it that you have been a blessing for them? You know, perhaps, perhaps it's just due to the, the humble nature that resides in most of us that, that you just really kind of hesitate to go there and even think of yourself as having made a difference in someone's life or have been a blessing in someone's life, much with the same kind of attitude that Jesus was trying to instill in his disciples when he said to them, when you've done everything that you can do, just simply at the end of the day say, I'm only a servant, and I've only been doing what a servant should do. Now, I'm, I'm reasonably certain that that's exactly the view that Lois and Eunice had of themselves. Timothy's mom and, and grandmother, as they heard the Apostle Paul writing to Timothy and elevating them up and talking about what a blessing those two women had been to Timothy in his life. I have been reminded of your sincere faith, which first lived in your grandmother Lois and in your mother Eunice, and I am persuaded now lives in you also. I think it's easy to just envision those two humble women of faith as they hear that, responding back simply saying, we're only servants and we're just doing what we're supposed to do. We're just doing what a Christian mom and a Christian grandmother are supposed to do, passing on faith to our son and grandson. Now for a moment, Let's put just a little different twist on this, all right? If I were to ask you, who's made a difference for you? If I were to ask you, who has blessed you, especially in your faith walk with the Lord? Who comes to mind? Here are the people that come to my mind. I'm going to share with you my top ten. 
list of folks who God has placed in my life who have blessed me greatly in my faith walk. And as I do that, I want you to be thinking of the people that he has placed into your life, okay? Well, top of my list is Karen. 49, well, actually, I've known her 53 years. We've been married 49. Oh, she has so blessed me in my walk with the Lord. She's just a beautiful woman of faith. Right behind her would be Mark and Vi Strohshine, my mom and my dad, now home with the Lord. But God-fearing parents who raised me in a home of faith blessed me greatly. Now, the next folks I'm about to share with you, these names, and they're not going to mean anything to you. But I'm going to share these folks with you so as to maybe help you look into your life and see someone who maybe you've kind of passed over in terms of being a blessing to you in your faith walk with the Lord and also to encourage you as to how you might be a blessing to somebody in their faith walk with the Lord. There's Manny Russo. He is Italian as his name sounded. My fourth grade Sunday school teacher. Do you know how important that was for me as a young boy to have a man teaching me faith on Sunday mornings? Manny Russo, followed by Bill Bussey. Bill Bussey owned the local grocery store, and yet he taught seventh and eighth grade Sunday school. What a great role model for me of what a man of faith looks like. Then there was Reverend Manny Jansen, my vicarage supervisor, Canoga Park, California. I can't begin to tell you the impact that Manny Jansen had on me. Not only training as a pastor, but living out faith and being a man of faith. And then there's Dr. Shirley Bergman. Shirley was the, head, was the head of the Family Life Ministry Master's Degree Program at Concordia University in Seward, Nebraska. And I enrolled there at the tender age of 49 into that program. Just to show you that even at that age, there's still people who walk into your life and influence your faith and walk with the Lord. And Dr. Shirley Bergman is one of those ladies who's done that for me. And Dick Borrud. Dick is a retired ALC pastor. Dick Borrud is the reason why, young people, we went out to South Dakota this year. I used to take kids out there to his ranch, Lee Valley Ranch, for a week of peer ministry training, and, and Dick Borrud just blessed me in so many ways in my faith walk with the Lord, teaching me how to look for the little things that God is doing. Yeah. So I'm up to eight, who are nine and ten. They might be last as I'm presenting this list to you, but they're really at the top. My two grandmothers, Martha Marone and Augusta Strohshine. Beautiful women of faith who passed on faith to me in so many ways for which I am so thankful. That's my top 10 list of people who have been in my life and have made an impact on my walk with the Lord. They have made an eternal difference 
in my life. Who's on your list? What names have come to mind as I've been talking about my list? Who's on, who's on your list? Let me encourage you. If somebody's on your list and they're still living, reach out to them, contact them, call them, tell them, thank them for being a blessing to you in your faith walk, making an eternal difference in your life. And if they've already gone home to be with the Lord, thank the Lord for having placed that person, those people, in your life and thank him for the difference that they made in your life. Now, as you look at your list, do you realize that you have been called to be on somebody's list? That you have been called to make an eternal difference in someone's life? Who is God calling you to make an eternal difference in their life? Who has he brought into your life for that purpose? Well, if you're a parent or if you're a grandparent, the list starts with your kids and it starts with your grandchildren. Those are first and foremost the people that you are charged with called to make an eternal difference in their lives by passing on faith to them. To ignore that, to not do that, is to do the sin that Jesus is talking about in today's gospel lesson about causing one of these little ones to sin. So how do we do this? How do we pass on faith to the next generation, to our children and to our grandchildren? How do we make an eternal difference in their lives? Well, we're given some insight as to how Lois and Eunice did it, how they passed on faith to Timothy. A little later on in this letter, Timothy writes this in chapter 3, But as for you, continue in what you have learned and have become convinced of, because you know those from whom you learned it, namely Lois and Eunice, and how from infancy you have known the holy scriptures which are able to make you wise through faith and salvation in Christ Jesus. Here's what Lois and Eunice did. They taught Timothy the Bible. Timothy heard the message of the Bible from his mom and from his grandma. And true to the promise that God attaches to the use of his word from Romans, faith comes from hearing the message, and the message is heard through the word of Christ. Sharing the word with our kids and grandkids is the key, isn't it? And not just sharing the word but living the word. As I reflect back on our parenting and our three kids who are now growing an adult, and by the way, even when they're growing an adult, you still keep passing on faith to them. They learned about faith from the teaching that Karen and I did, more her than me. But where they became convinced of the truth 
is when they saw us live out our faith and what we were teaching them. Then they became convinced of it. That's how it was for young Timothy, who Paul says has a sincere faith, because Lois and Eunice not only taught it, they lived it. Who is God calling you to make an eternal difference in their lives? Now certainly, you look first to your family, don't you? Your kids, grandkids, great-grandkids, if God has so blessed you with that. But don't stop there. Move beyond the boundaries of your family and ask the question, who outside of my family is God bringing into my life so that I can make an eternal difference in their life by telling them about Jesus and sharing God's word with them? Now, I kind of wonder if at that suggestion, in your mind, you're kind of saying, wait a second, Pastor Dave. It's one thing for me to talk to my children and my grandchildren, my great-grandchildren. It's one thing to talk about my family and share faith with my family. But it's quite another thing for now you to suggest that I should look to my neighbors and to my friends and to my co-workers and people I'm going to school with and suggest that I should tell them about Jesus. I'm just not sure that I can do that. And to be honest with you, I kind of hope that's exactly what you're thinking. That you're just not sure that you are able to do that, that this is something beyond your capabilities. And there's good reason I'm saying that. Because our incapabilities, our lack of the ability to to be able to witness to others and share the faith with others, where that leads us is exactly where Jesus was trying to lead his disciples in today's gospel lesson. As they were looking at this challenge of forgiving someone who had wronged them, and they're all looking within themselves and saying, we're not sure that we can do that once, let alone seven times seven or 70 times seven. Because you see, what that does is drives us to the same place that the disciples came to and they said, Lord, if we're going to do this, you've got to increase our faith. To which Jesus replied, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mulberry tree, be uprooted and planted in the sea and it will obey you. Why can such a small faith do such great things? Because it's not the size of the faith that matters or determines what can happen. It's the size of the one who the faith is placed in. In that truth, there is great promise and hope for you and me when it comes to the awesome challenge of stepping out of my comfort zone and talking to someone outside of my family. And I'll admit even sometimes it's out of your comfort zone to talk about faith with someone in 
your family, like sons-in-laws and that sort of thing, that when we are confronted with that, to realize that, you know, there's lots we can't do, but there's nothing that God can't do, including to use us to witness to him. We can't move trees with our words, but God can move trees with his words. We can't move mountains with our words, but God can move mountains with his words. We can't bring people to faith with our words, but God can bring people to faith with his word as we share it. If you have faith as small as a mustard seed, and you say to this mulberry tree, be uprooted and planted in the sea, and it will obey you. God bless you each with many opportunities to share your faith this week and make an eternal difference in the lives of those whom God brings into your family, beginning with your kids, your grandkids, and then moving out beyond to friends and neighbors and co-workers. I know he's going to do that because he has blessed you each with a faith in him that can make an eternal difference in the life of someone else. And may the peace of God that passes all understanding keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus unto life everlasting. Amen.